Welcome back to another episode of the CGA Tour Podcast. I'm still your host, Calvin Glenn-Alexander. And um, today I record another podcast, uh, back-to-back days of back-to-back podcasts. So it's a fun one again. Some of the same topics covered as yesterday's podcast, but with a completely different guest, of course. So um, a co-worker of mine, good friend, and Lopes graduate from Grand Canyon University, Adrian Sidihi, but also a San Diego resident. Join me for the podcast today, and we talked about uh, the NCAA tournament, Texas Tech, Virginia, you know, how we think Zion's going to do in the draft, as well as, of course, I had to get Adrian's comments on the Lakers in the end and the turmoil that they went through this season, but the end to Magic Johnson's time with them currently, at least. Who knows? You can always come back, I guess. But had to ask Adrian about this couple of things here, and just quickly to recap, thunder up, everyone. Thunder playing the Trailblazers uh, starting this Sunday and actually got a good seating for it for once. So hopefully they make the most of it. Be room for them for sure. Um, let's see here. The draft for the NFL is coming up before too long, but I don't have any mock draft expectations as of right now. And uh, the NHL hockey playoffs are going on, which I have fallen short of my promise to follow the San Jose Sharks. But you know what? I know they're in the playoffs right now. So it's better than nothing. All right, we'll go and get started with the podcast with Adrian. Um, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast, or please do, and provide a review and recommendation for another guest if you get a moment. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll go ahead and get it started. The CGA Tour, a podcast unlike any other. Now your host, Calvin Alexander. Welcome back to another episode of the CGA Tour. I'm still your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander. Today I'm joined by none other than Adrian Sidihi, the Lopes graduate from Grand Canyon University, who I used to make fun of every single time I got a chance at Oklahoma State University, um, but also the San Diego native. Adrian, how is it going so far today? Calvin, I'm doing awesome right now. How are you doing? Doing good, man. You know, it's beautiful weather out here in San Diego, so can't complain at all. To everyone back home in Oklahoma or wherever you're listening to this, I'm sorry about the weather. It can't be better than here. <laughs> true, true. I mean, I know all about that. You know, being, you know, going to Grand Canyon University, obviously, with it being Phoenix, that weather is pretty rough. Not sure if you've ever visited Arizona, but uh, yeah, being out there in the summer is not too fun. Uh, you know, 110 degree heat on the regular during the summer is not necessarily uh, the best, especially when you're out here in San Diego. So uh, yeah, glad to be back home. Um, and yeah, just uh, excited to be on your podcast, man. Well, thanks so much for joining. Um, I have been through Arizona s- numerous amounts of times. Uh, I have driven by Chase Field as well as the famous, none other than the Talking Stick Arena um, where the Suns play. But I have yet to see an actual pro game that I at least can remember. Sometimes my parents always correct me when they listen to the podcast. and They're like, no, you actually did go to an NFL game. I'm like, that's awesome. I can't remember it. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's always fun. Um, I've driven through a couple times, though, on my trips back and forth from San Diego to Oklahoma and back. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Or Oklahoma to, and it used to be Oklahoma to San Diego and back. But oh, okay, yeah, now, no. Phoenix. There's not that much to see, honestly. Like you want to be in the AC 24 uh, seven. Their their stadium, I mean, Talking Stick is it's nice. It's not obviously not the Staples Center or anything like that. But at the same time, and it has its you know it's it's affordable too. So that was one of the things being a college student, we'd hit up that quite a bit and like go out to games. Like they had like five dollar student nights. I was actually able to go at their uh, their opening night. Uh, when they played the Mavs, Ooh, got nice. to see Luka Doncic. So Ooh. yeah, his first NBA game. So that was that was a ton of fun. That's pretty sick. Yeah. 
Well, hey, I, I know you're a big um, OSP One Shining Podcast fan, as well as I am here. Um, sorry for the abbreviation there, Titus and Tate, if you're listening, which I doubt you are. But and anyways, I wanted to ask you about the NCAA tournament. What were your thoughts? Is like, Do you have like you know real broad thoughts on the whole tournament? You know, Anything stand out to you individually? That type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, the tournament's always a blast every single year. This year was definitely different. I think going into it, I initially thought, and I feel like most people did, that there were some, you know, the number one seeds were heavy favorites. Obviously, it looks like that kind of turned out, mm-hmm. you know, the way everyone thought with Virginia winning it, you know, as a number one seed. People, I mean, definitely didn't think Virginia would win it. Obviously, Duke was the huge favorite. But uh, going in, I still, on my March Madness bracket, had way too many upsets than I should have. And as you know, in our uh, in our little uh, March Madness bracket we were in together, I came out in last place. Don't know how that happened because I definitely watched more college basketball than anyone else inside of our bracket all combined. But uh, yeah, I, I think I believe too much in the upsets, the little Cinderella stories. You know, we love having like a Loyola Chicago kind of team going out to like the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. Didn't really happen this year, but kind of kind of made for some really exciting basketball in the Sweet 16 and on with just, you know, you know, like five seeds and trying to fight it out with like you know, three, four seeds, and you got to see a lot of uh, really good basketball there towards the end. Yeah, so my my favorite part about it was kind of what you're saying, is that there were a lot of really good games there at the end. There were not as many upsets. I remember watching, I remember, I mean, granted now, this is the first year I've had like a full-time job where I've not been able to watch, you know, a lot of games on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, but I remember watching some of the games here, especially replays and stuff, being like, oh, there weren't really that many upsets, you know? In years past, there was the Loyola Chicago or, you know, back, you know, way earlier on, there's the George Mason or, you know, how Shaka Smart got, you know, his name recognized and stuff because he took VCU a couple times deep. But there wasn't really that this year at all. The, the kind of same type was like Bruce Pearl and Auburn, but mm-hmm. they won the SEC tournament. So as a 5C, they weren't really that, you know, I mean, you, you won your conference tournament, you know, not the regular championship, but you won the tournament. You're not bad. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's always that one team in the final four where they're just happy to be there, and there was never they there wasn't a team like that. Auburn obviously had a great shot to winning the whole tournament. Honestly, if you ask their fans, probably should have beaten Virginia. But uh, oh, I think if you ask a lot of people, should have beaten Virginia. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was a foul, but you hate to see it called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm biased here. I was rooting for Virginia, and when it happened, when uh, Ty Jerome hit the ball off his foot, there, I. Didn't notice anything myself, and I like to think most other people didn't notice it right away. That was a double dribble, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess probably should have been called. But uh, hey, I mean, everyone, some calls go your way, some calls don't. <laughs> and sometimes Kyle guy makes all three free throws. Respect, I know. I mean, honestly, respect to that guy because I think that's a little overlooked. Because oh, you know, he, you know, was that did he really get fouled or whatever? Yeah, he got fouled from almost every angle. But then it's like, okay, but he made all three foul shots, and we all thought he was going to make them. Like, I never doubted. I was like, eh, seems like some dude who can make foul shots. If yeah. anything, that's why he's out there. He's like the 90% free throw shooter they have on the team, and he shoots threes. So, respect to him for making those, to be mm-hmm. honest. I mean, what is your idea of at least, like, watchability? Like, we didn't have North Carolina. We didn't have Duke. We didn't have – I mean, we haven't had in these, a long time now UCLA, but we <laughs> haven't had – we didn't have like Kentucky or you know like one of those mm-hmm. like really strong blue blood blue teams, chip, yeah, blue chip teams mm-hmm. in the finals. Did that, you know? I mean, I, I we're both kind of fans of teams that don't normally have a ton of success in basketball. <laughs> um, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State used to. Don't get me wrong, 
but they haven't of late. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts as like an out, like a you know a fan of maybe other yeah. teams going? Um, I think personally, might for the casual fans, I don't think it might have been super watchable for them because they're looking for those names that they recognize. Uh, for kind of more diehard college basketball fans, this was a tournament that everyone I feel like we loved. We got to see the matchups we kind of wanted. Got to see you know a few upsets, and at the end, got to see a team win it that's never you know never won a championship or even been to the Final Four. So it was something that we all you know were hoping to see see a new champion this year. You know, with Virginia, with Auburn, with Michigan State, and um, you know, uh, we were looking for someone to finally take on the crown of someone else who you know hadn't been there before. So you know, the, the final was awesome. Getting to see Virginia win it, getting to see Tony Bennett smile on his face. <laughs> you know, after last year, it w- there was a little bit of a story there, which was really cool. With you know, Virginia after that loss last year, I mean. It was fun for a second, you know, seeing a 16 seed destroy a one seed. But at the same time, you got to feel for the team. Tony Bennett is an amazing guy. Kyle Guy, obviously, just, you know, a nice dude. We, It was really sad and heartbreaking. And uh, getting to see them go out, you know, put all that behind them and come out and take this tournament. I mean, they were clearly the best team in this tournament. It was awesome just to see them. And, you know, Texas Tech, obviously an amazing team. But uh, yeah, he's getting to see Virginia go out and take that championship, you know, as they deserved was it was really nice to see. So now, now I'm pushing over because that's pretty much what I, I would have loved to see a Big Twelve school win. Of course, <laughs> I love to see Texas Tech win, but I didn't think the game would be close at all. I thought one team would just blow the other one out of the water. Either, either uh, you know, Virginia would hold Tech to basically like no points and pretty much ride it out until the end and tech would be within 10 points, but it would never be, it would never seem like it was close or tech would just blow them out of the water, figure out the defense, move on. Did you have a lot of, were your expectations of the championship game similar to that? Or do you think it was be a close game? Uh, I knew it would be a close game with both of these teams being really defensive. I didn't think any team would really be able to break out, you know, with Tony Bennett's pack line defense. I think that he was able to keep Texas tech, you know, honest, and make sure that, uh, you know, you're allowing the outside shots to them. But, you know, Jared Culver, I mean, he was definitely clicking there towards the end. But uh, at the same time, it was going to be a tight game, you know, through and throughout. Like, with Texas Tech as well, I think Virginia, I mean, their defense was going to hold them to, you know, not it's too many points. And Virginia not necessarily being like, an explosive team at all. Um, they were to, you know, stay under, how did it end, 68-68 at, uh, at yeah. the regulation. Yeah. And even that was more... Honestly, that was a more points you know score than I would have ever expected in a championship game against with those two teams. But I said it last yeah. night. Tech only scored three points in like the first seven minutes. Yeah. I did not expect them to score sixty eight in the game. That but that doesn't put them on any close <laughs> path of that at all. Yeah, no, that was nuts. But uh, Virginia coming out and then taking it all in overtime, uh, it was it was awesome to see. But uh, yeah, keeping the game tight, it was awesome getting to see a game in the championship game going to OT. I don't remember the last time a game went overtime in, in the championship game. I know they mentioned it, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, who doesn't want to see overtime in the championship game? So it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> it, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun for a championship game, but I gotta ask you about the final, like the review call. Mm-hmm. What do you, I mean? What are your thoughts as far as like should that play have been reviewed in the first place? You know, were the refs like really? You know, I mean. They overturned the call completely. The ball went off his, you know, pinky, you know. And, like, I'm sitting here now, I'm going, I get, yeah, it probably did go off. But I'm also kind of going, 
but conclusive evidence uh, well i mean you over (laughs) conclusive to overturn is one thing and the second thing is like is it so much we're going oh my gosh that's that's insane you know like like it really swung the game because in my mind it did in my mind tech i don't think scored another point after that maybe they scored you know kind of the garbage points at the end there Mm -hmm. when they had to um but virginia was just letting them because it took time i mean what was your thought on that review? Yeah, uh, when I first saw that, I remember I initially thought, okay, yeah, that seems a little close, but that's Texas Tech's ball. And then they kept talking about it and kept talking about it, and it was like, I felt like it was like 10 minutes of reviewing. Like, what is happening, guys? It's Texas Tech's ball. Eventually, they give it to Virginia, and it's like, well, I'm not going to complain. I wanted Virginia to win the game. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think they needed to make the switch there. Um, but uh, hey, I guess I'm glad they did. At the same time, looks like they might have some calls going into the league office to see uh, what uh, happened there. But, um, yeah, that was definitely odd. But, uh, yeah, I guess personally glad it got sent over to Virginia. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, you're from San Diego. Mm-hmm. You went to college in Arizona. Why are you pulling for Virginia? Honestly, I don't know. I had no affiliation to Virginia at all and don't hate Texas Tech in the slightest. I think just seeing Kyle Guy, I love, I've love. i been a huge Kyle Guy fan, Ty, uh, Ty Jerome. I think part of it just being just how sweet these guys are in the locker room. They just, they sound like, they just seem like amazing guys. And, you know, I've always really loved Tony Bennett. Ooh, I've, yeah. I've been a huge fan of his for a while now and just seem like the way they ended last season. I feel like I was the only guy who wasn't so happy that a 16 seed defeated a one seed. Just the way Tony Bennett took that was such class after they took that loss. I mean, and after this game too, I mean, I swear the man probably just went home, sit, kissed his wife on the forehead, had a nice warm glass of milk and went to bed. The dude is just an absolute oh sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And then with Ty Jerome, the guy doesn't look like an NBA prospect at all at the first look. And he, how clutch he was there in the, at the end and those games in the tournament. I mean, I don't know why, but I've always been a big believer of just like defense wins basketball games. Obviously, Texas Tech and, you know, Chris Beard and the way they run their, run their, you know, their team. It's obviously a similar thing with them being one of the best defensive teams in the country as well. Mm-hmm. But I guess I just fell in love with Virginia early on in this season. And just kind of rode with him throughout the beginning. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, hope to see Texas Tech there, um, you know, sometime in, you know, in the near future. Hopefully Chris Beard doesn't, like, uh, chase after that UCLA job or go, that yeah. UT job. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, what? Um, what is his name? Mick Cronin mm-hmm. got hired at UCLA now. So that's oh, yeah, I missed the that. Cincinnati head coach is now the UCLA head coach. So that's gone. Um I mean, that's, you know, yeah. there's no one, you know, I mean, the UCLA head coaches, there is a head coach now. Oh. So they sweeted out and stuff like that, Mick Cronin. And then, to your point, in the 2015 Spurs, shout out to say Toronto, mm-hmm. defense won championships. <laughs> and that's what happened. You know, I mean, the Spurs won it that way. It's how they beat the Cavs. That's how they beat, not the Cavs, excuse me, the Heat. Um, that's ex- exactly, and I, I think, 2014 or 2015, I forget. But that's also how... I mean, that's also mm-hmm. makes way here of how that's how Virginia won. You mm-hmm. know, they ultimately held Tech two fewer points than they did to win. Texas Tech was able to score in a hurry. Heck, Virginia almost lost their final four game like that, but they're able to prevail. They're able to, Tony Bennett, the nice, sweet, kind-hearted guy that you paint the picture of him <laughs> being, 
I'm, which I'm not saying he's not. I don't know the guy. But he ended up, yeah, being, you know, winning a championship, being mm-hmm. the guy. <laughs> Definitely. But, yeah, no, I'm happy for Virginia, happy for Texas Tech. I don't know if – I know when they started the season, uh, I believe they were supposed to be – they are predicted, what, seventh in the uh, Big 12? So, obviously, you know, they took a lot more than what they were expected to, you know, reach out this season. So, you know, happy for Texas Tech. Happy for that whole organization. Hopefully to see them in the finals soon. And, uh, yeah, happy for Jared Kohlberg. Definitely going to go into the NBA, uh, you know, right after this season. Obviously be productive for whatever team is lucky enough to get him. I like to think he'll be I mean, easily a top five pick. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll see where he lands too because he's going to be a fun one. Well, so that, that brings me to my next question though. What are your thoughts on Zion after now? We've gone through NCAA. He's played a couple more guys. He's – Played Taco Fall, you know, and a couple others as well. Um, you know, he's gone up against different types of matchup than he ran into in the ACC. What are your, what are as your draft grade of him or your thoughts about him as a player changed now that the tournament's over, as opposed to like before the tournament started, or you still think uh, he's? Incredible? I would say it's about the same. Okay. Um, I mean, and by the same, I mean an absolute A plus candidate for any single team. I mean, he is the greatest prospect to come out of the NBA since Kevin Durant. He, yeah, teams are obviously, we sing in the NBA, just losing games on purpose to increase their chances of getting him. I mean, I think he's going to absolutely break the internet if he goes to the Knicks, which, like to th- honestly, I'm a Lakers fan, but would kind of like to see the Knicks get Zion just to revitalize that team. I mean, obviously, any New York, uh, New York sports team doing well is just good for whatever league they're in because – Zion is going to help whatever team go to the playoffs in their first season. Um, that, I'm not sure if that's much of a hot take, but well, yeah. but how feasible is that if you're the Knicks and no one else comes? You don't get KD, you don't get Kyrie, you're running out Dennis Smith Jr. Maybe <laughs> the Andre Jordan another year, probably not. I mean, Zion. Zion's going to come into the league and just. I mean, he is an absolute monster. I mean, obviously you've seen Zion throughout the year, but the guy's on something. He is, I don't know if he's taking horse tranquilizers or something, but that man is a beast. He can fly, but he can't shoot. (laughs) He can shoot well enough to, you know, hold his own in the NBA. He is stronger than, in this new NBA, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants. Okay, but hold his own, that's one thing. But, I I mean, how many games is he going to take over? How many win shares would he account for if he's on the Knicks or the Suns or... Suns may be a bad one just because I think... Where I'm praying to the heavens that he doesn't go to the Suns because the Suns will find a way to ruin him. (laughs) <laughs> I think I, I think the Knicks will do the same though. I just don't. If he, okay, so let's say you're Zion, right, and you're going to go to the playoffs, okay? So you're going to beat out eight other teams right now who are not in the playoffs. Is a Zion Knicks team better than the Charlotte Hornets today? Hornets yes. or the Hornets are the ninth seed, okay? Is he better than the Detroit Pistons? A no. Okay, but that, they're the eighth seed in the East. Um, that's not, that's not I'm a not question saying, I'm not saying Zion's going to take a team to like the third or the fourth seed. No, no, uh, but I'm but, saying to the I'm, gonna, I'm saying this is my question. Is he going to take him to the eighth seed? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so let's say the Cavs draft Zion. He goes where, because Cavs have one of the best draft odds. Mm-hmm. They have a point guard of the, of the future and building. They have Kevin Love. You would theoretically think that might be one of the best fits for Zion. Yeah. You know, might might be a really good fit. They have Tristan Thompson, who's center, who can play back minutes, maybe teach the guy up, you know, a little bit. You hope Kevin Love's really teaching him instead, yeah. but you know what I mean? 
They got Rodney Hood, who is a shooting guard. That's what who he is. does. Um, <laughs> I don't know where J.R. Smith is right now. But anyways, that's kind of my point here. <laughs> Let's say, does he take a Colin Sexton? Is a, is a team of Colin Sexton, Kevin Love, and Zion. It's the three best players in your roster. Are they getting you over the Pistons with Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, and whoever they play at point guard? Uh, Reggie Jackson I late, but Ish Smith got... I mean, I think the Pistons are going to get better next year. Uh, I don't. I see them doing better than the eighth seed. So I can. I like to think that the Knicks could slip in there, or the Cavs could slip in there if they had Zion. Uh, I. He. I don't know. Maybe I'm overhyping him as we did in the beginning of the year. But Zion Williamson, man, I, the way he just took over games for Duke after letting R.J. Barry take his shots in the first half and be like, "Hi, right, R.J. It's it's my time now." And the way he just shined in the second half. I mean, Zion Williamson is just going to be an absolute treat for whatever team is able to pick him up. The amount of jerseys they're going to sell on that day. Oh, my gosh. Oh. The amount of Zion jerseys. Because his last name, Williamson, isn't that unique. But his first name is so <laughs> unique. They might He might just go, you know what, just put my first name on the back, you know? <laughs> um, okay, so, so you, you're, in your mind, because this is my thought on Zion, at least. He goes to the league. And he's, he's an automatically a star. But the league, the NBA is literally filled of teams with stars on them. You know, they have, you know, I mean, the Knicks or the Cavs or the Suns or I don't even know who would be the next one of the teams that could get him. But I think those are the main three. And you're thinking of those three. The best bet I think is for him to do really well out of those three is the Cavs. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I don't think that makes them an eight seed. I, I because there's just other there's other stars in the league. Like, is he better than Blake Griffin? You know, as of in his first year, well, not a chance, not a freaking not chance. A chance. There's a chance if you compare Blake Griffin to injured Blake Griffin, because <laughs> Blake Griffin is injured a lot. Yeah, so that, that's a fair that's a fair comparison. I think um, is he better than Kemba Walker led the Hornets? Maybe it's close. It's really close. Don't it's definitely close. I mean, because they fell out of the playoffs. Um, well, the, the team's floor is going to be the team's floor is going to be a ninth, tenth seed, raises, no matter what. So, okay, so let's say it this way: we're both in agreement. He raises the floor to a tenth or higher seed. Yeah, I just am on the fence if 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 the if the guys around him are going to be able to play with him that well, no matter where he goes. Mm-hmm. I just think he needs that either other contributing guys, like when Donovan Mitchell went to the Jazz. The Jazz, after they lost Gordon Hayward, were like, oh, man, well, the Jazz aren't going to be good. They get Donovan Mitchell. He fits perfectly in their system. He plays extremely well. And they actually, you know, beat the Thunder in the first round of the playoffs. Killed me inside a little bit, but it happened, you know. I mean, the Thunder were starting Corey Brewer and yeah. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> he really thought the Thunder had a good chance, which I did, of course, because I'm extremely biased. But that's my point. <laughs> you know, um, I just don't know if the nucleus around – um, Zion of any of these three teams and he's going to fit in is kind of as good as like the Jazz. Like that's the best example I can think of. Yeah, I mean... As a team, you lose your best player, you gain a rookie, but that rookie is like a four-year starter, is incredibly smart, um, you know, and Donovan Mitchell just excels every comparison it has and probably should have won rookie of the year in my mind. True, true. Ben Simmons had already been in the league for a year. I know he hadn't played him in it, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, the Ben Simmons thing. Yeah, those ben those thing jokes or memes are never going to that's But that's, that's <laughs> my point, though. It's like, do, do you think Zion is one of those guys? Do you think he's a sliding guy where he just won't matter? Yeah. He'll figure it out. 
he'll take the Caps to the playoffs. I or mean, the, or the Suns, or the Knicks. Well, I like to think that Suns. If you look hard at the way the Western Conference, though, I want to say that. Yeah, record. true. But Western Conference. I mean, LeBron playing fifty-five games couldn't get him in. So. <laughs> true, true, but. I mean, uh, with Zion, the way he was able to play with Duke this season and distribute the ball still with Cam and RJ and Trey, which good for Duke and good for uh, Coach K. Trey's going to stay out there. But, um, yeah, yeah Betty's happy about that with, you know, obviously them having three uh, top five guys this season, which, or we'll see about Cam. But um, with Zion, the way he was able to distribute the ball with all the other, you know, star power that was around him, you got to remember it wasn't just Zion or even RJ. They had so many good guys on that team, and he was still able to distribute the ball and get other guys involved. I like to think that he can do that with you know NBA players as well and be able to just gel in with whatever single team he's on. Like they're gonna make the they're gonna make the offense run around him wherever he goes. He's gonna be able to pass the ball. We've seen him be a quarterback on the team where he would sling balls from full court That's to true. RJ for like alley oop dunks. So as long as he have the right guys around him. You know, whenever whatever team does draft him is going to have to be really smart in the offseason with the pieces that they're going to put around him and obviously make a good make sure that they're making a good decision on who the second person is they draft so that they can fit around Zion and compliment him. They should be fine. If it's right. the Suns, don't know if they'll make that decision. <laughs> well, the Suns are in the West. I think that's yeah. the hardest part is that if like if the Grizzlies had been in the Eastern Conference this year, I don't know if they would have traded Marcus Gasol. Mm-hmm. They might have been like, you know, we'll keep Gasol. We might make it to the playoffs. We might be able to beat out the Pistons with Marcus All, Mike Conley, and whoever. You know, yeah. Jaron Jackson. But um, as we wrap it up here, last question for you. As a Lakers fan, your GM or shadow GM or whatever Magic Johnson's official position was, how do you feel about – I'm saying shadow because he apparently was in and out of the office like your shadow is. But yeah. how do you feel about Magic Johnson now? That's a good question because uh, Magic Johnson, the damage he's left on this team, I mean, with – or not even necessarily just Magic, but the whole entire front office staff. I mean, genie bus too. I don't know who's more of a train wreck in that in the organization right now. You know, we were all expecting LeBron to take us to the promised land this year. Didn't believe that his streak of not going to the playoffs would end anytime soon. But, yeah, this season was an absolute destruction. And with with Magic and the way he just left, I mean, it wasn't much class there. Could have done it a better way. It was crazy. I heard that he was actually in a meeting with Jeannie just a, a few hours before he announced the media he was stepping down. He's just nodding his head, saying yes to all these things that, Aren't he isn't going to be involved with in a few months here or even a few hours, and then just tells the media he's dropping out? Like, really, man? I mean, you got to love him for being a Laker great, but definitely has tarnished his legacy a bit there. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the Lakers can do. I like to think that gonna make a smart decision on who's going to be our next uh, was director of basketball operations. Um, I mean, couldn't name a past one, but <laughs> Magic Johnson uh, really. Uh, Really didn't step up to what he, what his potential was there because we thought he was going to be able to just go out, be a cool guy, and just get all these recruits. If what they did with the whole Anthony Davis situation in the middle of the season was an absolute train wreck. We thought I don't know why we didn't just wait till the till the summer to sign him or to to make a trade for him, but uh, yeah, not not so hot on Magic Johnson right now. It's definitely going to leave some growing pains here, but yeah, hopefully uh, he can turn around his legacy sometime somehow. <laughs>
yeah, I, I, as an outsider, as a Thunder fan living in San Diego now, I don't get the Lakers. I, that's <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Before I got here, I was like, yeah, I mean, sure, it's Hollywood and it's just kind of crazy and that type of stuff, you know, whatever. Getting here and being like, wait a second, I mean, this isn't this isn't like out of the. This is just weird. This is just odd. There's not. Oh, the Lakers have the Lakers have pressure, but they don't have. I mean, not. You know, the pressure's relative, mm-hmm. right? And the Lakers always have a lot of large amount of pressure. But and as I made the joke or two earlier today, do we really think LeBron James is the goat anymore? Is that even a discussion? Gosh. This guy has potential All Stars on his team. Couldn't get him back to the you know couldn't get back to the playoffs. I understand he had an injury, but the whole Anthony Davis thing was just weird. Last question, leave on this. If Anthony Davis joins the Lakers at the trade deadline this year, but you have to trade all like all those guys that were rumored, right? So you're down to grabbing some guys. Maybe Corey Brewer joins the roster again, and you know whoever. Do right? we get to keep Zubac? No, you do not. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, you threw him away anyways. You would have definitely have thrown him away to the Pelicans. So would you have made the playoffs? Would an Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and forget whoever else is on the roster team and made the playoffs? <laughs> no. Uh, I'd say no. The way the team ended this season and just I think LeBron and Anthony Davis would have been fun, but with how far they missed the playoffs this season, it wasn't a few games. It wasn't just a handful of games. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I, liked, I, I don't think they would have, honestly. I think it would have taken Anthony Davis a bit to gel in here with us. Then it would have taken <laughs> us. I think if they would have, you know, if he would have stayed on here and we could have maybe built a or had, you know, got a new piece out here next season, not necessarily like Kawhi or anything, any person like that, but just some right, you know, people that can shoot the ball. Um, I like to think that they would have been able to, you know, be a top three seed in 2020. But as of now, or the way they would have finished this season, I think they would have, uh, I think they would have missed it out by a seed. <laughs> I, I cannot agree more. All right. Well, Adrian, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm going to go and wrap this one up here. And uh, we'll have you on again here soon. Heck yeah, man. This Maybe uh, halfway through the playoffs or um, an uh, official playoff recap before the Quick final question for something. you, though. Yeah. Who do you got winning the championship? Um, I, don't, I don't know if you're ready for that. <laughs> we'll leave it for the next spot. <laughs> Let's go Bucks. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace. See you, man.